together everybody wins Tell your neighbor, tell your friend We're gonna make America great again Come on, make America great again Welcome back to the new reincarnated Devin Nunes podcast I uh, may need to re rename this to Devin Nunes Unplugged. As many of you know, we used to focus on policy issues that when I was in Congress, now that I'm out of Congress, uh, running True Social. Uh, last week, we had on one of our great content creators, Cash Patel, and I'm going to try to showcase content creators as much as I can. Uh, some of you have mentioned that we may want to take this live so we could actually get comments if we do a rumble live and, and get comments. So that may be something we do down the road. But... It has been uh, just a, a whirlwind of getting True Social up and going. And I found these new people that I've never seen before, even though they've been around for a long time on social media. And I'm so happy and honored to have one of our greatest content creators, Steve Inman, uh, who is here, who is hey. here now and uh, on the show. Steve, welcome back uh, to my new recreated podcast, Devin Nunes Unplugged. I think I'm going to call it. Uh, but but first of all, thanks for joining True Social. Thanks for posting all the time. It's just been, uh, I mean, you just make me laugh. And, and that's and that's what, you know, we're trying to make social media fun again. So so welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Uh, it's nice to be in a place where I can post stuff and not be put in jail every day because that that's just terrible. <laughs> every time we post, uh, you know, anywhere else. You know, no matter what it is, it's you just get thrown in the uh, the gulag, the Facebook gulag and, and all these places. So it's just nice not to have to be stressed out the next day after you create a bunch of followers. And then you're like, my page is gone again. So it's it's just nice. Thank you so much. And, and for the for the listeners out there and viewers on Rumble so that, you know, what Steve is really good at doing, he puts together these one minute, two minute, uh, even even longer than that now, because we have that capability to go longer on True Social. Uh, where he, it, it seems like it's it's mostly like kind of closed circuit TV where cameras catch people fighting, uh, people getting in some type of accident. And, you know, that's not, a lot of times those are kind of can be funny or even gruesome uh, by their own. But what Steve does is he adds commentary and sound effects, uh, great editing work that you do uh, onto the videos. And it's, for, it's not for everybody because sometimes Steve can be a little bit, um, you know, a little, a little crude, a <laughs> little, 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 little vulgarity, but, yeah. but not too bad. It's for the yeah. most part, if you like kind of sarcastic humor, uh, it's really fun. So you got to follow him at, at Steve Inman on at True Social. But Steve, I wanted to just uh, just kind of for our audience to learn a little bit about you, like how does somebody get started in this business? Clearly, you have a great radio voice <laughs> and you have talent there. Uh, and so, you know, you were originally from California, you moved out, but where, where were you born? Where were you raised? How did you get into radio to, to start? Well, you know, I was born in uh, Anaheim, California. Uh, my mom came here as an immigrant, uh, from Korea and became a citizen. And, uh, you know, so that, that, that's always been a part of me is, you know, being a hundred percent blooded American, but also taking pride in my heritage and, and where we come from, because we all come from different backgrounds and stuff. Uh, but I, I'm just. You know, I started in radio at the age of 18. You know, my dad had given me two choices. He's like, you can either work and go to school or you can go to school and work. And I was like, wait, that's not really an option, is it? <laughs> so I, I chose radio school and I ended up going to this 
tech school in Huntington Beach and and then just thought, hey, maybe this will pass some time. And then I actually started liking it. And uh, so I just started doing it. And then after I got out of radio school, I started at a Christian station, believe it or not. Yeah, I started at a Christian station and um, uh, would be hearing pastors all day and, and stuff like that. And then I would move on uh, to major markets, uh, to like hip hop stations and classic rock. So I was like 21 years old and I was doing like classic rock radio which was weird because, you know, it's like not even my era, but I, I love that music. So it kind of worked out. So, you know, that, that, when I pro that kind of showed me that, you know what, maybe I do have a chance in this business. And then obviously radio died and I crossed over to mixed martial arts and then, and then just became a commentator. And that was in 2005, I'd left radio. So, um, and then I became the, the guy that produces all the videos too, because video was my main gig. I I've always been a video editor, but commentator was like the side gig, like, Oh, that's the fun gig that you get to do on the weekend or whatever. So, um, basically commentator was just a secondhand gig that I really didn't expect anything from it. I, I learned something new already that I didn't know. Um, now I know why you make those funny videos about, cause you're back because your Korean background, you yeah. make those funny bit videos about Kim Jong-un. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Because my mom, uh, she had family, uh, you know, that had gotten separated uh, when she, that's how my mom became an orphan uh, in South Korea at the time of the, the, the Cold Korean War. The Forgotten War is what they call it. Um, and so to me, I, I've always hated dictatorships. I've always hated communism. Um, I'm never about socialism. My mom has always warned me about that growing up. Um, and it's funny because uh, my family trips out because my mom's a total Trump supporter and uh, she'll come out and she's like, ah, this is stupid fighting guy. He's always just a stupid. She's just going off about him. I'm like, calm down, mom. We all we all dislike Brandon. And but it's just funny to see her get worked up because she sees it. She sees it for what it is. She's seen this uh, this type of media that just corrupts people. And and the you know, the Democrats obviously have a stronghold in the mainstream media. But my mom, you know, even to this day, she she has her eyes open and that makes me happy because you see a lot of people her age that just still don't get it. And like, roll well, up. And, you've, and, and I think this is a good uh, transition point too, to talk about now you've seen it, you've seen the shadow banning and the censorship uh, to you yourself. As I mentioned, you know, I had never, I think it's impossible for as you know, <laughs> long as I've been you know, in politics on social media, uh, enjoying stuff that you that that you know people like you that put that this this kind of content out uh, for me to have never seen you before, and I'm assuming you were on the other platforms, and that's what we're finding on True Social now with the meme makers, the video makers. Uh, we're going to have on Captain Deplorable, who has this great. Uh, for those of you who don't follow him on True Social, he's got this great. Um, there's nobody that sounds can can nobody can do a voiceover like uh, of Donald Trump. Deplorable, uh, fact, it's, Captain Deplorable rocks, man. I love him. He's there's just nobody that compares to that guy. He's just he's got the mannerisms and you just can't even attempt to do it around him, man. You're like, you're too good, dude. <laughs> so, you know what I want to do is I want to get if we can figure out the technology, it would be really cool to have at some point when we do do a live show on Rumble would be to have somebody like you and Captain Deplorable there. I think that would be I think that'd be a lot of fun just to I just love that. I would love to interview that, uh, interview Trump. You know, I can't interview Trump really, but if I can get Captain Deplorable, that's just as good. It's, it's just, it's just right as good. Uh, yeah, he's, he's right there, dude. You, so. you don't, you, you don't, you don't know the difference. So, yeah. okay. So you started, when did you start kind of creating these little videos? Well, the pandemic hit, um, you know, and King of the Cage is the mixed martial arts organization I've been working for. And we would have four shows a month. Honestly, we'd have 
two shows on the same day in different locations. And that's how busy we were. Uh, but as soon as the pandemic hit, you know, we, we work in venues. So obviously that became a problem. And so I kind of sat around and was still editing all the back backlog shows that I had to edit and produce and get out to the networks. Um, and what happened was I was just getting bored. I was like, you know, it'd be fun to commentate some stuff. And so I started commentating this, uh, this bug fight. It looked like these two beetles were like punching each other in the face. And I was like, oh my God, let's, let's commentate this. I don't know what I was thinking. Maybe I drank too much white claw that day. I'm not sure, <laughs> uh, but something happened. And, and I was like, let's just post this. And I started to see likes coming in. And I was like, wow, people are actually liking this weird stuff. Okay. And, and you posted it to where first? What what year is this and, and when? This, this was, uh, wow, uh, two months after the quarantine um, got set in place where they were telling everybody to, to come home or stay home. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. So, so, so yeah. did you have a presence on – so where what platforms were you on at that time? I was on Facebook, and I, had, I was posting probably for the last two years before that. I was posting random videos online, these funny videos that you see now, but just without my commentary. So it kind of gave me a study to see what people like and what people laugh at and what pushes buttons and what doesn't. And so I had all these videos uh, already like in my system. So I was like, let's see if we can commentate another one. And then I found – a couple of riots that were happening. I said, well, why don't we commentate some of these guys that are causing problems? Because I felt helpless sitting at home, like most Americans, when you're seeing your, these cities burn down. And that's where the cussing really comes from. The only time you'll really hear me cuss is when I'm cussing about these terrorists that are running our streets. I just can't stand these commies who, who sit there and preach against fascism, yet they're the fascists that are out there trying to silence everybody. And so I just thought, you know what, let's just start calling these guys knuckleheads. And so a lot of the cussing you'll see happens with riots and, and stuff like that. So I started doing all these riots. And then there was one called, uh, this lady was standing in front of a car and she wouldn't move. And then somebody threw a, a parking cone out of nowhere and just hit her in the dome. And, and that's what people wanted at the time. Cause it's like, who are these people blocking traffic, you know? And, and so that video just ended up getting like probably 50 million views across all platforms. And, and anytime I go into some thread, this video pops up randomly as a GIF now. And it's just crazy. And then my friends are coming back. Hey, it's cool seeing your videos everywhere. I go, but where were you when I was posting them? I needed your help then. <laughs> now they see them. So I started on Twitter and then all of a sudden that account started taking off. And I was getting probably about 10 to 15,000 a month. And this was going straight for six months, nonstop. And then I remember Trump, and Dan Scavino actually retweeting on Twitter this video of these guys' feet catching on fire. And, um, and we were just commentating that, said he was a human hot pocket or whatever. As soon as that happened, I looked at my analytics. Those followers went from 10 to 15,000 a month to like one or zero. And there was just no interaction after that. And then it was just a, a, it was crickets. And I fought there for a year and a half trying to, man, so I just, yeah. I just want to restate this. So, <laughs> So you're growing 10 to 15,000 a month on, on the titter sewer, as yeah. I call it. Yeah. And Donald Trump, president of the United States, retweets you. Yeah. Dan Scavino retweets you, which we still, we I, don't know where the hell Dan is. Dan's supposed to be on my podcast. We can't find him. I heard he's um, MIA. <laughs> yeah, he's still, he's still MIA, but we, we want him on the podcast because, you know, he never does interviews. So we want to we, we get him on the podcast so we can, we can interview awesome. him. I'd love to hear his voice, you know, I mean, in an interview, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You only know him from uh, the things that he posts on social media. So, yeah. so this happens and then your account turns into all you can hear crickets. Not yeah. Much. 
it, it just froze at 84.1. I remember the exact number. Then it would go to 84.2. Then it go down to 84.1. And then it would drop down to 69,000 when this big, great Twitter purge happened, Titter purge. Um, and that's when it all stopped. And people, the only people that were getting that were liking my stuff, I'd probably get 100 or 200 likes. And when you have like 84,000 bars, that's a little ridiculous on Twitter when you were used to like 1.5 or two and even 10,000, they were getting ridiculous. And then to see those numbers like that, it's it's like, you know something's wrong. You yeah. can't quite put your finger on it. You can't tell anybody about it because you're just complaining because you're not putting out good content. Shut up, you know, you can't really say anything about it. You'll get called out. And so when I saw this happening, I just said, you know what, just keep posting. Maybe something will happen. And, uh, you know, and look, I'm on truth within three or four weeks. I have made connections with people so much faster. And I think that that's the thing. Twitter knows they will do everything to shadow ban you because they don't want you to make those connections. They want you to feel mentally stupid. They want you to think that your content sucks and that nobody's liking it. And that is just yeah. a mental game, you know, Especially yeah, and, the, and the reason they're doing that just for the, you know, for the listeners and, and rumble viewers who have not seen Steve's videos is that without question, you're coming from the, the center, right. Uh, yeah. without question. Right. I mean, you're, you're, supporting yeah. law enforcement, you're calling out Antifa, uh, you know, you, you, even the other day, uh, you called out, uh, Gavin Newsom, which by the way, we are a bipartisan platform here at true social Gavin Newsom. I don't agree with them, uh, yeah. but we're happy to have them on true social because we're not going to be like the other social media companies. And, and just kind of going back to that, Steve, I mean, look, it, it's, it's clear why, these social media, they, they, they know, these tech tyrants know that you're effective because you are effective in delivery of, the, of these messages. I mean, you're one of the most effective that I've seen um, in, you know, in my time watching social media and delivering kind of a fun center-right, pro-law enforcement, pro-America message. Um, it's obvious what they, you know, why uh, you went down to, to not getting any followers. And that's what I'm saying. As I got onto truth, you know, I ran into you. I've run into uh, Sebastian Gorka, which is one of my heroes too. I love that guy. That guy's hilarious. Um, and all these, just all these other people, I can't even name it. Uh, Cash. I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous. And and Twitter, I remember the last guy that followed me was James Woods. So that was sort of a bummer. I really like James Woods. I think he's great. I'd love to see him come over to Truth. In fact, I've tried to hit him up on them because he's, he actually hit me up on the message. I go, man, I'm such a huge fan. Your, your character Lester really pissed me off, but that's how good you are. Because, <laughs> you know. <laughs> And, and when he said the same thing back, he said, you know, I love drinking my coffee and watching your videos. That to me, just like, who paid you to say that, dude? Like, this isn't an acting gig. Like, it's really unbelievable because I just feel like anybody can do what I do. And so that's why I'm just so grateful that anybody would tune in um, in the first place, you know, even when well, there was like, so thank you. Well, man. you have, I mean, look, you have an amazing talent. I'm not going to kiss your ass here on the podcast unhinged, but, but. <laughs> but we, but, but we really, uh, you know, I, I will play those videos, you know, the, our, our team, uh, the whole true social team, away. Um, you know, that we'll, we'll be sitting around and all of a sudden people say, Oh, did you see what Inman just posted? And then we'll start laughing. I oh. thought the one from last week was, was awesome with the, uh, the dude that was hurting the sheep and you turned him into Gavin Newsom. <laughs> <laughs> just a couple words, right? I started believing that was Gavin. I'm like, wait, is that Gavin? Because he looks like Obi-Wan Kenobi, you know, it was just weird, like, but not Obi, you know, not as smart. 
Right. But like I said, I think it's great that you allow everybody. I think AOC needs to come here. But like if Gavin, if we did what Gavin did on this page, okay, on, on True Social, we would get canceled immediately talking any right points or anything like that. And that's what I'm saying, bro. He comes here. It's like, you know what? It's cool. Open some dialogue. And we're glad that you're here. But, you know, if it was reversed the other way around, we would be gone in a minute. And that's what I like about truth. It's it's we're not trying to create any echo chamber. You guys aren't doing that. You guys want everybody here. Unlike Twitter, where they're just kicking everybody to the left. I mean, I, I swear I got a soy boy admin who was following me every time. And it just it makes you mad. You're like, I'd like to meet this person one day, whoever that <laughs> It's probably a it's probably a group of people and now they don't even go into their office. They just work from their mom's basement and they're sitting in their underwear and they're just sitting there censoring you. They're just waiting for you to post. They have people just sitting there waiting for, for you to post. It's weird, man. So weird. Ugh. But uh, truth has been great. I, I'm very happy that uh, I can post and, and, and there's people engaging again. And that's always good because, you know, when you have people engaging and commenting, you, you know what you're doing right and you know what you're doing wrong, you know, so you can kind of take these notes and, and people throw liners out all the time. So, you know, I was trolling back a little bit in the beginning, but I'm just like, I'm so over it. I'm not going to troll people back. You just give them too much attention. But at first it was fun because I hadn't done that in a while. I was like, all right, these Libby's coming up in here trying to talk smack, calling me a white supremacist. I'm like, dude, I'm half Korean. All right. hundred percent blood American, but I'm a white supremacist, whatever. Well, dude. And I love every once in a while you uh, make fun of yourself quoting uh, one of, uh, I think, the, the, the greatest movies of all time, uh, which is 16 Candles. And I, I've seen yeah. you uh, uh, play the long duck dong uh, character yes. a few times. Yeah. And I, I think it's funny because it's it's the culture. It's it's what I grew up in. And, and some people will try and call me a racist, but it's like, you know what, man, I grew up in that culture. It's not like I'm just some random dude uh, talking about Asians or whatever. You know, I, I'm proud of my culture. I am. Uh, I'm proud of being American, first and foremost. But I'm also proud of, you know, learning about these other things like communism that I didn't really understand. But my mom, you know, growing up had always talked about, you know, Kim Jong Un, Kim Jong Il and then his father, uh, you know, was the one that obviously separated North Korea and, and South Korea. So to me, I just, you know, this, I feel like this is the only way I can fight back. You know, I'm, I'm not the greatest fighter. I'm a lover <laughs> fighter, but I just feel like, you know, this obviously relieves a little stress for me when I'm talking smack about these guys. I don't, I don't know what else I can do. So I just feel like, I guess this is what God has given me and I, I just got to do the best I can, you know? Well, and you, and you got your taste of communism with the uh, communists over at the, in the, in the titter sewer bot farm. So God, disgusting place. I, I, I'm just like, yeah. I look at that and I'm like, the only time I ever go to titter is just to jack some videos. That's about it. <laughs> if I see an interesting <laughs> video, that's, I don't even have my account anymore. Uh, the only reason why I have Facebook, I have 216,000 followers and our videos over there, were getting like 215,000 likes. Okay. Like these videos were going nuts. Then they cut me off like probably about two or three months ago. And now you're telling me I went from 133,000 likes on a video down to 120. That's just weird, you know, and, and 120 is still good, right? But when you're at this level, you know, something is absolutely wrong and people will say, where have you been? I was like, I've been posting. <laughs> yeah, you know, I had the same, same experience at Facebook and, and Instagram. I like to say, and I and I liked Instagram, and you know, part of what we're trying to do at True Social is take kind of those best components of Instagram and incorporate them into our platform. We have some new updates coming out within days here uh, that I think people people will like. But I I liked Instagram for 
uh, just for fun stuff, right? I'd put some political stuff up there, but I would put whenever I was grilling outside, I would put, you know, that sort of thing, something about wine, funny pictures, you know, wh whatever. I liked it. And I got on Instagram because at the time, all of my young staff at the time, what they were on Instagram, they're like, you got to get on Instagram. You're going to love Instagram. You got to get on Instagram. <laughs> so I had this you know, wild experience. I got on Instagram and it was like, like a rocket ship, like, boom, like all of a sudden I had 50,000 followers within just a few weeks. Crazy. And then I hit like this, then I went on this slow uptick and I got to a hundred thousand over like three years. Right. So it's like one month, 50,000 and you know, the rough numbers and then slowly uptick to a hundred thousand. And then I don't know, roughly about a year ago, no, nothing, no growth on Instagram. Zero. Like, so I'm still sitting at a hundred thousand on Instagram. Now, as you know, I always point this out to it's impossible. And there, there are also several people that, that are on our platform, big, big content creators that are on Instagram. They do a really good job on Instagram and they already have more followers on okay. true social than they have even on Instagram. Like with Twitter, it's not even a comparison. I mean, 95% of our people, unless you've got millions of followers, you're going to get a hell of a lot more engagement on our platform than you than you are on Instagram. And we knew that, Steve, before you were even on the platform, when we were just doing beta, we weren't even open fully. We were just letting people on as we built out the as we built out the system. And we had not even opened up fully in the Apple App Store yet. And we had people that had more followers and activity that had been on Twitter for you know a decade that had been on Instagram since the beginning. And and I'll tell you, I, I just think that uh, you know this is this is going to continue because it's impossible for you know how many of your friends, how many young people you take that age of 25 to 50, they're on Instagram and they're on Instagram all day long. Yeah. And it's a it's a very successful it's a very successful uh, platform. It's owned owned by Facebook, but um, you know how is it possible that you, Steve Inman, have more followers on on truth now, you know, than you do on these other platforms. It's just, it's, it's, it's impossible. How, you know, like myself, how, how is it possible? It, it just doesn't, it doesn't make any sense because there's, there's gotta be legitimate hundred million Americans on Instagram, at least. You should be at 500 to uh, a million, man, as, as just, uh, you know, past politician, whatever, man, that, that's just ridiculous. And you can tell, uh, because I see idiots that don't even do anything, all right, but show their, you know, breast and all this stuff, and they've got like three to five million followers, and that's that's okay. But as soon as I post something about politics or my distaste for the current administration, you know, I'm gonna get taken off. And and like I said, Instagram, I'm at like seven thousand followers, and I've been stuck there for six months. When previously I had forty thousand, that got taken down. And then I had to start all over. I'm just tired of starting over. And truth, literally, like I beat Twitter within like a month and a half. Like uh, we're at 100, I think at 10,000. And I, I topped out at Twitter, I think at 101. And it just wouldn't go anymore. It stopped. I think after James Wood had uh, retweeted something, that's when I got a surge coming in again. And then they're, they cut the cap off. All of a sudden, <laughs> I was like, oh, here we go again. I, I've seen that. And then all of a sudden, it's like... Um, you know, when I come to truth, we're like at 110, we defeated Twitter, but it took me two, three years of heartache trying to build an audience. It and was that dude eating stovetop uh, stuffing in his mom's basement, <laughs> just hitting the mute button. Mm -hmm. 
this little bastard. I hate this guy. Oh, he says egg roll. You know what I mean? I just, oh, it makes me so mad when I think about it. But I wouldn't be here at Truth if it wasn't for that, you know, and, and, and feeling um, really good about this. Um, because I, I've tried, uh, I'm all about free speech platforms, and I've tried them. And I know people will like to disagree with me, but, um, you know, this is, this is really comfortable. The interface, it's not glitch. I mean, Instagram is pretty glitchy. Every time I go on there, I got to turn off my Wi-Fi on my phone, on all my devices, just to log back in to refresh it. So you, you know, I'm, I've have to go back to Instagram like three or four times to see if it's refreshed. It's just such a buggy app. And then you got the web browser version of truth, which is so much more stable than that app itself. So I just, I'm so sick of it, man. And, and I, you know, when I look at my Instagram followers, I, I sort of get mad at them. I'm like, screw you guys. You want me here or not? So I'm out, you know, and that's why it's pretty much just on truth social. Now, maybe I'll post something on Instagram once in a while, but they're going to get faded out. I'm just, I'm tired of catering to. Well, just make know. sure we got to get you a truth hat. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can see it on rumble. Uh, okay. if you're watching oh. on rumble, but you can see, uh, we got to get you a truth hat. you can just put your truth hat on when you're doing your commentary. We got to get to the left so that's why i'm looking this way right we, we got to get you one of these yes i'm down with that i would love that and i just picked up cash's book so i'll be doing uh-huh. my voiceover for that little video so that'll be exciting i'm, I'm really excited to put something and, and there's a creator out there named dre fanzer i love him oh yeah I, I've, yeah yeah i follow him on truth also yeah great right dre and me uh have been through the barracks together over at titter and so that's where i met him and uh, i don't know if it's a him or a her it could be andrea who knows uh but uh great sense of humor. I, I, I love Dre Fanzer and, and everything he does. So we'll be probably working together on this little cash book. I said, can you make a watermelon head for me, dude? <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to try and put something together. I think it'll be And great. watermelon head is cash's yeah. uh, nickname for the, uh, Mr. Uh, Congressman from Hollywood, California, Mr. Uh, Schiff. Pencil neck. <laughs> yeah. That was, I think Rush Limbaugh gave him that, gave him that name. <laughs> it was, uh, oh my yeah. God. Okay. So here's, a. Uh, so those, those folks that, that haven't seen your video yet, that I'm assuming if you're listening to the Devin Nunes podcast, uh, unfiltered or unhinged, whatever we want to call it now, that you've actually, uh, that you're probably on true social, but if you're not, I'm sure you will. But when, but if you, if you're not following Steve Inman, it takes you a little while. The, 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 the main thing you have to do first is you have to make sure that you turn the sound on because just the video by itself does not capture the <laughs> the full effect of the commentary that goes that goes with the video but steve it takes a while for people to get up with the vocabulary um, and the definitions of kind of the nicknames and the the words that you use so i'm probably going to miss some but let's first uh, start with uh, and this is this is on me chaz who the hell is chaz why do you use the name chaz Chaz is like a just the name of a guy who pounds energy drinks all day long. Probably me. I might be Chaz. But Chaz is just a guy who doesn't give a crap about anything in the world. He's all hyped up on energy drinks and and, and uh, just just a hyped up bra. <laughs> we call him bros in California, the 909 bros. Uh, so there's Chaz. Chaz is just yeah, so, a so what wild. so what Steve does is he'll put if there's a, a goofy guy that's doing something stupid, he'll call him Chaz in the in the commentary. Okay. Karen, I think I, I, I understand that one, but um, but what's your definition? Who's Karen? Well, I think it's funny because I've said Karen for years, uh, along with many other people, and uh, I, I hate when somebody comes along and goes, you know, Karen's a racist term. I said, you know, Karen could be any color, right? It could be any race, has nothing to do with 
white, black, Asian, Latino, whatever. And then they just get upset. Like, I, I don't appreciate this white appropriate. I said, Karen, why is, you know, it, it could be Karina, whatever you want to call it. But Karen just seems to be the name. And it's starting to wear out, you know, I know, but it's it's hard not to say Karen sometimes. Oh, I don't think so. I think it's good. It's, it's good, right? And then yeah. when you see someone like Amy Schumer, you just have to call him a Karen. I'm sorry. It's just it's Karen straight up. You know? Well, you don't want to go start changing the vocabulary because if you do, then I'm going to get lost. I won't yeah. know what you're talking about. So yeah. if you do introduce somebody new, you have to make sure you you, you explain it so we some of us that are a little slower can understand it. That's a great idea. I love that. <laughs> just don't. Let's not use Devin. That's probably not a good one. Yeah, yeah, Devin. Yeah, that was, that was, he's like, hey, wait, wait a minute. We didn't talk about this, you know. Um, okay, so you've got uh, – so I have a neighbor that uh, every time I see him now, he just loves the term egg roll. <laughs> you got your neighbor to watch it. That's awesome, man. Oh, yeah, he's on truth, and he, he loves uh, – he just laughs when you say egg roll. So – I mean, obviously we want to be clean here, but sure, sure. Uh, when someone gets hit in the, um, yeah, know, the private the, parts, yeah. Groin yeah. area. Yeah. Groin that's, area, that's, yeah. I don't know. I just figured it was a, a cleaner, but it's not really cleaner. When you think about it, you're just thinking hmm, that's very descriptive. I don't think that's very, it's actually worse than saying groin. So I don't know how that happened, but I said it once in a video and then everybody's just started writing egg rolls. So like I said, the audience um, when they leave their comments and they, they repeat, I'm like, okay, then that needs to be repeated. <laughs> it has to be All right. Again. So, uh, hot pockets, hot pockets, uh, just got very convenient meal. Uh, what soy boys like to eat, you know, there's nothing wrong with hot pockets, but when you're eating hot pockets every single day, uh, every 24 seven and you're playing video games, well then you're a soy boy at that point. So I know some people have been offended. Like I eat hot pockets. I eat hot pockets too. I eat the broccoli and cheddar. All right. What's wrong with that? Nothing. But if that's all you eat all day, along with little Debbie snacks, playing video games, then you have a problem. So we just use hot pockets, convenient, weird, strange. <laughs> okay. Um, so you, I love when you go after Antifa because you don't actually call them Antifa very often, but you have names for the female and male version of, of Antifa. So, so what, who are they? Okay. So you got Andy Tifa, who is sort of like a Chaz, but a terrorized communistic version of Chaz. So he's just out of control and he stays in the basement. And then there's Brandy Tifa. And I think what started this is like, you know, when I was getting shadow banned, I was like, all right, these videos will get out more if I call it Andy Tifa versus Antifa. Um, then when I came to truth, some people were saying, hey, man, you don't have to say Andy Tifa anymore. I was like, but it kind of stuck. So I, I've kind of got to use it from now on. So it just kind of became like a code name for Antifa when I was on the titter sewer. That yeah. Day. And then you get and then you'll say and, and here we got we have the brandy. Oh, look, and there's and, and there's brandy Tifa and there's Andy Tifa. It's great. So stunning, so brave. That's that's the gang right there. <laughs> yeah. All right. And so what am I forgetting? What other definitions should people know? Am I forgetting some of them? No, I think I that's got them all. Yeah. And, you know, I'm I'm trying to uh, because when I came to truth, I had like literally over 5000 videos pre-produced. Like, you know, it just built up, you know, so we were able to post a lot of videos in the beginning. And now it's like, OK, so we're past season one now. So we'll be coming up with some new phrases here shortly because I know they can kind of get repetitive at times. But uh, so like I'm in that now trying to trying to do some more, you know, do some more. And uh, then on, on Fridays, um, you are posting a um, uh, like your weekly. What is it? Your weekly top five, right? Yeah. Um, it's so great because when I posted that, 
I hear we bring up the titter sewers again. Anytime I'd post it there, it would get no love. And it really sucks. It's not that you need a thousand likes or whatever, but when you put that much work into something and you put your heart and soul into that and you put it together for free and you're doing all the work and all this stuff to only get 10 likes in the end is just absolutely an insult. It makes you mad. It makes you question your ability, uh, makes you question if you produced it right. Um, and then when I came to truth, truth gave me the, the truth. They gave me the answer. I mean, I'd never had a show that, that I put weekly top five where it was getting like 3000 likes, you know, thanks to people like you who, who retruth it and get it out there as well. Um, but you know, being able to get that love it made me go, you know what, I'm going to really put love into this because they showed me love. So I told my audience, I go, because you guys are like the only ones that actually appreciated it. You guys only get the weekly top five. I'm not putting it anywhere else. They don't deserve it. I'm not saying my work is great, but at the same time, they don't deserve my hard time and, and work that I put into it. I'd rather give it to the people that, that want to laugh, you know, and, and you uh, have, and, and now you've got a sponsor at reclaim the net, right? Yeah. It's a true social account. Uh, yes. They put up great content also. Um, yeah. So congratulations on that. That's awesome. Thank you. I, through truth. I mean, who would have thought the second week they, they jumped the board and uh, I just, I'm so grateful that, uh, you know, that my time can be, you know, kind of paid for. And, you know, I don't expect that. I don't really expect to get paid. You know, it's just something that I like to do, but I see truth in all social media as a free stage. It's a free improv stage for you to be able to perform and you can see if you suck and you can see if you're good. And sometimes when it sucks, it, it hurts, you know, but on truth, no matter what video I post, it's, uh, it just, I always, we always get love shown back. So it's, it's the appreciation means a lot to me. People just don't realize. So when you do have somebody complain and go, man, you really shouldn't say that you should say this or you get people trying to edit you. You're just like, get out of here. You know? Yeah. Well, and, and likely, I mean, that's always after, after this, you're, you're you know, you're going to have all the spammers and haters after, oh, after I can't. this. They're, they're going to be on, they're going to be on truth. So it, it's funny. It's, it's, you know, they all say, Oh my God, it's uh it's just a bunch of right wingers over there. Oh really? I mean, we already talked earlier about Gavin. Yeah. New well, Gavin Newsom's there, but you know, I guarantee you if, if you look at my post or my post or, or, or president Trump's posts, um, yeah. We get inundated with people who I don't think like us very much. And, See, those and now you're going to get those people. Congratulations. Those trolls I like. I like those trolls. Those are those guys are cool because you're like, oh, Libby. Boom, Libby. Boom. You don't enjoy this. Boom. Um, but you get the guys that are actually that you've seen actually leave comments that are true supporters. But sometimes they just have a bad day. Those are the ones that I actually care about. Those are the guys where I'm like, literally, you were just cool to me yesterday. Now you're calling me an egg roll, dude, blah, 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 blah. Um, just cause they're having a bad day, but those are the ones that I care about. You know, I don't care about the liberal trolls. Those are, those guys are funny. In fact, when I go to your page, I'm like, these guys, they just waste their time and all they're doing is pushing your thing up. So it's like, thanks dude. <laughs> Keep it coming, bro. You know? Yeah. Oh. Well, and then, uh, you've got, uh, I'll just tell you that you've got a growing fan base, uh, people on truth love you. And I, I and I'll tell you, uh, I don't know how many times now I mentioned the the uh, kind of our our team at True Social where we we will watch your videos and laugh, but even like my buddies, you know, my friends will uh, will now send me they'll text me the truth a link to truth with your video on it. <laughs> yeah, and that's hilarious because uh, my father-in-law who lives in Thailand, um, he's just so unplugged from what's going on out here. He he lived in the United States for many years and then they moved back. Um, 
<laughs> he just called yesterday or sent me a message and said, you know, my buddy had sent me this video. And then it just had my commentary. I said, did you turn the volume up? I hope you didn't. Because it's really terrible language on that video. I think it's somebody in New York. They were getting tackled by the cops or something. And he just said that was the first time my father-in-law had sent me a video. So it's the first time he came across it. So it's it's weird. You know, you're like, oh, wow, how did it get over there? To, you know, so and, and true social, like I said, um, even though I had that reach on these other pages, it's it's unlike a truth, the engagement, you know what I mean? Cause some days you're, you could post the same video that went viral the day before on, on some other platform and it won't go viral again because they're like, Oh, nope, there's that bad video or whatever. And, and literally on truth, I'm just, I'm hooked here. Like I was hooked at, uh, the sewer, you know what I mean? Yeah. Before I realized I was shadow banned, I'm like, it's not worth it. It's not worth putting well, these videos out there. You know. Well, I'll tell you the uh, the other thing. Uh, just uh, the other day, I was I had been on the East Coast for for a few weeks, and then came back uh, to California where my family lives. Uh, you escaped. Uh, you got out of California just in time before it went to to total hell. But we, a buddy of mine, invited me over, and there were four or five of us there, uh, just you know, just having a beer, catching up, and they. Uh, we were all playing your videos for like probably 30 minutes. Oh, did you see this one? And you know, we were, we were laughing, to toasting it's you. It's like Pokemon Great. cards. That's awesome, man. <laughs> I, I should have said that we were drinking White Claw, but then you probably. <laughs> Our Seagram's wine cooler, same thing, you know, or Zima. I think Zima is the equivalent to what White Claw is, but Zima so, actually had sugar, you know what I mean? It's yeah, so, so, so for those of you who don't know, and if you drew drink White Claw, um, it, we're not, you know, dissuading you from that, but Steve kind of <laughs> makes fun of people who drink White Claw. And I remember one of my favorite posts uh, on on Instagram that I didn't even notice. I was so happy because I got all these uh, beers that I had been trying to get. Uh, they were uh, imported. And so, you know, it's like, you know, five or six beers. And I had them in my fridge and I just got a new little, little uh, cooler, uh, you know, a beer cooler fridge. So I, I put them all out there so everybody could see. And I took a picture for Instagram. Okay, of the of these beers, mm -hmm. and I thought, oh, I'm gonna get all these comments on on the beers. Well, at the very bottom, and I screwed up on my on my photo editing. It had the very top of a White Claw can. Okay, <laughs> which I don't even drink White Claw. I don't know who the hell brought it to my house, but you know, I think my wife just threw it in the fridge. You couldn't even see White Claw, but they just made enough of it. Knew it. They knew it. <laughs> that they know, knew it. And all they talked about the whole thing was just about White Claw. You know, that, they didn't talk about the, the cool beers that I had. You could turn that into a meme. Honestly, it's like a bunch of alphas and then the soy boy in the middle is the White Claw. You know what I mean? So there you go. You have all the, the alpha males and then the White Claw. You know what I mean? Just I, I'm never going to put White Claw in my house again. I don't want you to make fun of me. <laughs> I then try. A and it just tastes like soapy water. I mean, it's really nothing. I don't get the specialness of it, but it just tastes like soapy water. It's just with the little suds. That's it. So, well, Hey, Steve, you've been uh, very gracious uh, with your time. We've covered it. We've covered a lot of topics here and uh, I'm just, like I said, we are just thankful uh, for your uh, participation on the platform. You're a great content creator. I think there's, uh, you know, more things to come. Uh, you know, uh, as I said, we've got this really cool update that's coming out. Hopefully, Hopefully uh, here at the first of July, uh, in the first week of July, we're we're very hopeful. Um, but I think uh, you're going to like it. It's going to be a lot easier for um, you know for for our users to actually find people that they interact with. So we never want to get away from that timeline with no algorithm that's just based on on time. But one of the challenges with that, Steve, as you know, 
Um, if you post something in the morning and you're following, you know, any more, you know, if you're following three, four, five hundred people by that evening, it's impossible. And I think this is important for for users of truth to know. For those of you who don't know this, you know, when you start scrolling through that timeline, it's just the people that posted in the last, you know, few minutes. And like for yeah. me, you know, I could spend 30 minutes scrolling my timeline to not get through 30 minutes of posts, right? So for me to find your video that you posted in the morning, I have to like type your name in and all that. So um, hopefully we, we, we have the, this first version coming out. It's gonna make it very easy with the carousel to, to actually find the people you interact with over time. Uh, we, will, we will improve that, but it should make it easier if you follow Steve Inman, you'll be able to just click on him and then just go through and look at, you know, look at your feed. I post too much. So get ready to be uh, your newsfeed to be polluted. <laughs> I was just like, I'm, I, I was laughing because, uh, you know, when I first saw you retruth one of my videos, I just like fell on the floor. I go, this guy's got a sick sense of humor like mine. This is great because I've been watching Devin for years. And, uh, you know, I just want to thank you, man, for everything you've done uh, fighting for the American people and having integrity while you were there. And, uh, you know, you got in, you got out, and now you're still, you're doing bigger things that you could do beyond being a politician. So um, I've, I've been watching you for years, man. So I, that's why it's well, been, here. it was a true honor. Well, when I, oh my God, he's, that's Devin Nunez. Whoa. So I'm fanboying out, whatever, you know. Well, 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 I'll just tell you, you know, welcome to the fight. Yeah. And this is, this is the fight. This is the most important fight. Um, it's why I left Congress. And I, you've probably heard, heard me say this, and a lot of my listeners and people who watch my uh, interviews, I'll, I'll just keep saying it. Uh, Donald Trump you know, created this. He didn't need a new company. He created it to give the American people their voice back. And it's why I left Congress, right, to give the American people their voice back. So this is not, you know, this is, yeah, we're going to make social media fun. That's why we love having people like you on this. Um, but we're open to everybody, and and this is a this is a war. This is a we're in a communications war, a propaganda war, and you know the reason that you know a lot of people you know I think struggle to understand um, you know what's happening in this country, and you know I wrote a little book about it called Countdown to Socialism that you can see behind me um, in 2020. So this was before Hunter Biden laptop, before president Trump was banned, before the big purge of all the conservatives across the country. Um, that, and, and I, I learned this through watching the Russia hoax. And I always wondered like, how is it when you go to the polls, you know, we have, we have pinned this on Hillary Clinton and the Democrat national committee that was done in early 2018. And you still have over half of Americans when they go to the polls in 18 and again in 2020, over half Americans think that President Trump and Republicans did some bad things with Russians. <laughs> and, and that's when I, you know, so I wrote this book in 2020 saying, look, you know, I don't mind that 95% of the media is fake news, it's, you know, yeah. total nonsense, and they, they work for the left. And I get, you know, probably the most frustrating thing that, that I have uh, in, in you know, my time in politics and, and, and still watching my, my former colleagues and even people that are not in politics anymore, I don't know why they respond to the 95%. I just, I, I, you know, just because you know, one of these fake news outlets calls you and, and, and wants to ask you a question, you, know, you don't have to answer and you shouldn't respond because they're only there to hurt you. And I always would tell my my colleagues, I said, I said, 
would you walk in to the Democratic National Committee and and sit down with their lawyers and, and do an interview? And they say, well, no. Well, then why the hell are you talking to these fake news outlets? Because yeah. that's where they're getting their marching orders from. So you might as well be talking to DNC uh, left-wing organizations, lawyers, because that's who they're working for. And many of these organizations are owned by left-wing billionaires. So it makes no sense that you would talk to the 95%, but I don't even mind the 95%. I don't like the people talk to them, but the 5% that actually do real work are actually real investigative reporters. Um, you know, the, you know, we were able to get the message out, you know, e even with that. But then I, I realized like over time watching this, well, why is this not breaking through? Like, how do you know? We just saw it, you know, in the last few days that it's absurd that President Trump as president would have carjacked, you know, his limo. Okay. It's absurd on the grab, face of it. Grab right? him by the steering wheel now is, right. is the new one, right? Grab him by yeah. the steering wheel. <laughs> right. So, so just absurdity. But what's happening is, is the social media companies had become a funnel and they were essentially, if it was 95.5, by the time, as you've experienced, as I've experienced, you know, you're a real life example of this, by the time that funnel gets to the phone, gets to what you're going to see, it's, you know, it's completely, uh, your, your, every, every conservative thought is, is blocked out. And I, I thought I would be scared of like, you know, other things in the world, but the people that scare me the worst are the stupid people that believe all the mainstream. Those, those are the, those are, that's, this is the zombie apocalypse we were promised. Those are the zombies, but it's not as, I don't know, not, not as much as prestige as we thought there was going to be with the zombie apocalypse, but it's disgusting. <laughs> well, uh, but there is light. I mean, that's what I see, right? I mean, Donald Trump didn't need a new company. I didn't need a new job. Uh, but people like you are providing that light for people. And, you know, every day we grow, every day we expand and it gets better and better. Truth shall set you free. And that, truth will set you free. That's right. It really is. That, it, that has never had more meaning than it does in the last five, six years with the mainstream media. I mean, I know it's been going on for a while, but it's been even worse. And people just want the truth. But some people don't want to let go of that fake news because they don't want to look like they well, voted for the bad guy, Brandon or whatever. Ugh. Well, don't forget to follow Steve Inman. And Steve, as I told you, it never fails during the podcast. The lawnmowers and the blowers start to come up. So you can hear that in the background right now, which is they're not going to leave. They're going to they're going to completely screw up the sound. <laughs> you can hear them right now. Thank you so much for having me on, Devin. Appreciate it. Really do. All right. Follow Steve Inman. Uh, this is Devin Nunes with the uh, leaf blower, whatever the hell's going on in my in my yard right now. But. Devin Nunes uh, Unplugged. Uh, we'll catch you uh, next week. Steve, thanks a lot. What makes America great? Getting up early and staying up late. Working people on busy roads. Turning wrenches and hauling loads. Football games on Friday night. Scoring touchdowns underneath the lights. Fireworks on the 4th of July Stand up, salute, and watch your glory fly Make America great again When we all get together, everybody wins Tell your neighbor, tell your friend We're gonna make America great again Come on, make America great again In the big old cities of the little town 
tell your neighbor, tell your friend, we're gonna make America great again. Come on! Make America great again when we all work together, everybody wins. Tell your neighbor, tell your friend, we're gonna make America great again. Come on! Make America.